This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Today's show is a very special conversation that we had with Former child actor Jeanette McCurdy, who you know from hit Nickelodeon shows like iCarly and Sam and Cat, certainly shows I've watched with my daughter. But this is about her best-selling memoir. It's called I'm Glad My Mom Died, which is a humorous, bold approach about her complicated relationship with her mother. We originally shot this interview as a YouTube exclusive, but... The response has been so incredible that we decided to bring it to broadcast and do the entire episode about it. Now, Jeanette's book has actually been on the bestseller list at number one for eight weeks in a row. So obviously our YouTube piece is not the only thing resonating with people. Her honesty, her bravery, her candor, but most importantly, the lessons that she's earned and learned are what is really resonating with people. So please welcome a conversation that has personally changed my life, Jeanette McCurdy. I was voracious and went after you like a crazy person wanting to have a conversation with you because mm. of the things I went through in my life and with my mom and growing up in this industry. Mm. First of all, this cover, I love you so much. <laughs> the humor, how did you get to the humor of this? Did you earn it? Have you always had a sense of humor? With, well, with the title specifically, I always knew that I wanted it to be called I'm Glad My Mom Died. I wanted something that would be really bold and attention-grabbing and hopefully that people with a sense of humor would get, you know? Uh, and also, I think anybody with, who's experienced parental abuse understands, and I, I didn't feel so concerned with I knew there would be you know, some people who are like, I don't get that title, but I thought that'd be, that'd be totally fine. And um, when people maybe don't get the, the comedy and the tone, yeah. how do they behave and what, how does it make you feel? Um, I try to stay off, like, Twitter, but uh, every interview that I've done so far, the, <laughs> the interviewer's been sure to let me know, hey, that title's very divisive. Um, and I think that anything worth saying is probably going to be divisive. I think if it's not divisive, it's probably, there's probably no new conversation to be had there. So I, I felt it was an important and worthwhile title. Does someone have to die in order to be able for us to tell our truths? I think we at least have to write as if they have died, which is that old saying, right? Like write as if everyone you know is dead. 
Um, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who said it, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's like a, I, I think it's a saying. I don't think I just coined it. I don't, I've <laughs> never heard it before. I've definitely heard like, write as if no one's reading it or dance as if nobody's watching. I mean, that's the new mug being sold on shelves. <laughs> I'm actually asking honestly. Yeah. Do I have to wait to tell all my truths? I don't know if I can do it because certain hmm. people are alive. My thought on that is I think if saying the truth ends a relationship, I think it's probably a relationship that needed to end, I guess. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it, it does. It probably, there was probably some painful, uncomfortable truth that was just needing to be expressed for a long time. And if saying that out loud is gonna end the relationship, I think it's probably better off not being in a person's life. How do you get over guilt and shame if they're still alive in order to tell those truths? Mm. Oh my God. Guilt and shame are tough. I really, I, I, I struggled to navigate guilt and shame for a long time. I would get them confused. And I, I was told by a therapist that I loved that um, guilt can sometimes be worthwhile because it can say, oh, maybe there's a correction to be made in like a life path or a lifestyle choice, but that shame is not really worthwhile, that it kind of keeps you stuck. Um, and can like spiral. So I would say the shame, the shame is, is, is I just don't think it's a, a, a valuable um, emotion really. But I do think with guilt, do you think it's warranted guilt or do you think it's unwarranted? I think when it comes to our moms, we want so badly to have this relationship that I can't even say society says we're supposed to have. It is nature. Mm. It is nurture. It's evolution. I just have to say that you're amazing. I came in and I felt very sort of like, I've been doing a lot of press and I was sort of in like press mode and kind of like saying the thing. And then just you sharing that, thank you for sharing. And I felt like just an immediate connection and like the press walls kind of dropped. And then it was just like a human moment. <laughs> I'm just oh my as God. much here to <laughs> ask advice. I, I relate to your journey so oh my much. God. I feel like I have a lot to learn from you. Oh man. <laughs> I really do. I'm so glad you said that because I don't think of this as the same thing. I, I wanted, I just was like, can I please talk with her? I, I One human being to another. Yes, that feeling is just, yeah, wow. And also I knew I could trust you because you did have comedy in there. <laughs> when it's all so dark and heavy, I'm like, Ugh, I don't want anything to do with you. If you haven't found yes. comedy as a coping mechanism, we have nothing to talk about. It's so funny to say that. I feel like I can't take somebody seriously if they're too serious because I'm like, they don't, where's the humor? Like. There are shades to reality. It's never just dramatic. It's never just funny. It's always layered and messy and gunky and that's juicy, you know? I couldn't agree more. Because <laughs> as actors, you're like, put it all out there. You think you're so out there. But like <laughs> that dark stuff that's in there, it's real deep and buried. Yes. yes. So how did you start your therapy journey and how did you start to unpack? Well, initially when I, when I went to therapy, I did have my mom still on the pedestal and every time, I felt defensive immediately when my ther first therapist, Laura, started asking questions about my mom. Immediately, I went into, well, she did this, but it's because she's such a good mom. It's because she wanted me to be successful. It's because she wanted me to have a better life. Like, everything had a, 
I, I was so defensive. I didn't even realize that I was at the time, but in retrospect, I see, oh, I was disclaiming every single thing that my mom did instead of just stating the reality or how I felt about it. It was, I was more concerned with how, I, how to keep my mom looking good than I was with expressing my true emotional reality. Okay, I think I'm having an aha moment. Tell me. Maybe it's protectiveness that I feel. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. I've never put it in those terms in my head. Wow, I got chills. It's like I don't want to paint her negatively. I don't want people to think of her negatively. Yes. But the truth is tough stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it took me a long time to accept that my mom was not perfect, let alone abusive. Like, it, it went in baby steps to, to put these pieces of the puzzle together and to recognize the reality of the pain that I'd suppressed for decades at that point. You know, I first went to therapy when I was 20, 22 or 23. What did your therapist do that made you feel like you could keep going? This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now... New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What did your therapist do that made you feel like you could keep going? Interestingly, I'm only now piecing this together, but so I left my first, I talk about this aspect in the book, but I left my first therapist when she suggested, I was telling her kind of stories of my relationship with my mom. She said, hey, what you're expressing is, is abuse. Are you aware of that? I broke down, I quit therapy that night. Um, and it, it made took you me, want to run away. Oh yeah. I Maybe it was too harsh, too fast. Yes, like I started with eating disorder with an eating disorder specialist. So it was very clinical, very checklist, pen and paper. And we didn't get into trauma or childhood stuff. We didn't get into any of that. And I think I needed that at the time because I, I think I needed to get that addiction uh, under control before being able to go anywhere near like excavating the stuff from the past. I think that was too, it would have been too, it, I think that would have fueled the addiction if I were working on that in tandem with the addiction. So you had, positive experiences breaking down one of the aspects of what you needed to work on. Mm -hmm. 
And your eating disorder has a history. Oh yeah. I mean, your mom talked about calorie control mm -hmm. when you were young. 11, yeah. It, I mean, the way your mom spoke to you, it, it, it obviously so unacceptable that we find as adults now who know better, but how do you know what's okay and not okay when you're a kid? Mm. I, I feel like the thing is when like, when you're a kid, you don't know that you're in a traumatic situation or that you're in a not normal situation because it's just your reality. You have nothing to really compare it to. It's just so your own, your own experience. So I had no idea that I was in a traumatic environment. To me, that's where some of the comedy actually comes from is because it's like that denial, innocent child point of view. So my mom would be chasing my dad around the house with a kitchen knife and I'd be like rooting her on. I'd be like, go mom, like you got this. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's messed up. But when I was six, I didn't know that was messed up. Talk to me about what happened with your dad. So after, I guess this was maybe a year and a half after my mom died, my, who I thought was my father told me that he was not actually my biological father. What was your first reaction? Um, I remember feeling like I got the wind knocked out of me. My mouth was really dry. Uh, and I, I, I think I hugged him. And then um, his then girlfriend sort of like joined the hug. <laughs> she, she was well-meaning, but I was like, okay, this is just a hug between us two. We don't need right. another embrace on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably hard to know how to react. Did you, did you say, okay, this person's not my biological father, but he's been there as a father? I didn't feel that way. I felt that he had always been pretty disengaged and disconnected, so um, it was shocking, but I... <laughs> I also started to find um, excuses for him in that information. Meaning, oh, well, that's why he was so absent all those years. Not really realizing, well, that, that wasn't, oh, also the thing, you know what he said to me? He said, it's not your fault you were born. He repeated, and then he repeated it. He like doubled down and then tripled down. And I thought like, this is the weirdest thing to say to somebody after you've just told them that you're not their biological father. What did he mean by that? I, I don't know, he, I don't know, I really. Have you ever asked him? No, I just didn't, I sort of just, that was, a, that was a relationship that I kind of let dissolve, let disintegrate. It wasn't, there wasn't really much there to begin with. And so you were like, here is my green light to not have shame or guilt and move on. Initially, I felt a lot of guilt and tried to really work on that relationship and, and, and you know, see him and, and his then, I guess maybe she became his wife shortly after that. Um, I tried to see them quite often and then it just didn't feel right in my bones. I just felt like this is, the, I, what we're talking about, there's no real connection here. It just doesn't feel, um, it just doesn't feel right in my bones. And, and so then I just- So time allowed you to start to disengage. Yes, yes. What about your biological father? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution. Personalized M&Ms. Just imagine the look on your grad's face when they receive a custom candy creation featuring their school's colors, name, and even their photo printed right on some M&Ms. It's a thoughtful way to celebrate their accomplishments and make the occasion even more special. Visit MMS.com to create your own personalized gifts and party favors for graduations, weddings, birthdays, and more. That's MMS.com. Use code WONDERY to receive 15% off your next order. What about your biological father? I... I went to meet him and um, we had a really great kind of first conversation and then we saw each other for maybe three to four months, once a week probably uh, for that amount of time. And then it got to a place where that one felt a little, a little strange also. My brothers, two, I have three older brothers, yes, two of them are also brothers, his two biological brothers, two are your children. biological yes. brothers. Yeah, and they hadn't met him. And I was sort of doing the thing of like trying to get them to meet him and thinking like, oh, this could be good. This could be healing for all of us. And You're to build that family. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. That was my goal from, oh my God, being a little girl it was I want a good family. I want a good family. I, I really understand that wanting to create the nuclear family. Like you, you will make it work, you know, you, you and I found, my friends, you know, now I have two kids in a huge family and when their mm. dad and I didn't work out, that was, I, that took me down. Like, that was it. I was like, this was the almighty plan. Mm. I didn't know if I would even ever have children because of my relationship with my mom. Mm -hmm. And then when I did and it didn't work out, it, I, I, I didn't think I could experience more trauma, failure, wow. and emotions than when that happened. I was like, oh, this is the big one. I thought that happened when you were 13 or blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. Okay, we can always be surprised <laughs> that the nervous breakdown's gonna happen at 40 and not 13 in a mental institution. <laughs> what a revelation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, but I, I, we are, we are now doing great. You fake Good. it till you make it. Good. Put those kids first. We're like a model of co-parenting. Mm. I really mean it. Like I'm so glad we got there. We're survivors. You mm. get there. You make it. But do you ever? Do you want children? Do you think about having children? Do you have a vision of what that is? Are you like, what? What is your feelings about? I don't think I want children. I'm open to my mind changing on it. Like, it so far hasn't seemed appealing to me. Um, but I know. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, I know this, I know I don't want to have kids from, um, like, to, to, to get an identity, you know? Yeah. I feel like. I'm lucky there because I've done a lot of work on my identity and myself and feel clear, um, as clear as possible, I think, for 30. And I know that will continue to evolve and change, and I expect that. Um, but I also wouldn't want to have kids out of any sort of boredom or to save a relationship. Those are kind of the three things where I feel like, oh, if I don't do those, I think I'm off to a good start. 
You are so healthy. <laughs> I mean, really, you are just so healthy. This journey of self-awareness, methodologies, opinions, insights into life are so profound and they're paying off so much. I have to say, I think you'll be an amazing parent if Thanks. you choose to be one. Thank you. I really do. <laughs> you think? Just have your head on so straight and you're so clear on everything. And I think mm -hmm. us who didn't have a certain type of love maybe even have more of it to give. As a last question, if I may, yeah. who are you now? Ooh, that's a big, that's a giant last question. That's huge, <laughs> that's really big. <laughs> who am I now? You know, I feel, it, the simplest answer, I guess, is that I feel like myself. I feel like I lived so long being sort of who I thought I needed to be for different situations. And, um, and I feel like I never could have sat down here and just talked to you as me. Like, it's so powerful to be able to, to feel like I can be authentic and feel like I can be me in my skin and not have to run from that and pretend to be somebody that I just don't, that I know deep inside is not me. Like that's, I, I do think kind of so many people relate to that specific journey, whether or not they're in the entertainment industry or acting or what have you. I think that that journey of authenticity, that's the corniest way of phrasing it, that it can possibly be phrased. No, it's true. It's the like, you know what I mean? If you tell your truth, you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. I think just, I think just, yeah, being being authentic, there's such a, a, a nice, feeling to it that's like can't be taken away or, or um, compromised and that feels really, it feels like legitimate strength, not like overcompensatory strength. Ooh, big word. Do I get a point? <laughs> Love big words. I am so happy to meet you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Really? This has been like so amazing. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Thank you, everyone, for joining me for this very special episode. I want to give a huge thank you to Jeanette. This book, this interview, this conversation has catapulted me into a place that I've only wished I could get to. I personally sought her out to have this conversation because I was so impacted by her story. I related to it. I felt as though she and I maybe could relate in profound ways. 
and it was cathartic to talk things out with her. I had aha moments, epiphanies, revelations. It was beyond my hopes and expectations. If you wanna join the many by buying her best-selling memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died, it is available wherever you buy your books. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with us. We make this show for you in the hopes maybe something will have a revelation or a life-changing moment for you like this conversation did for me. And that is what I hope you can take with you. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.